Welcome to another episode of the Geek Studios Podcast. As always, we got Mr. Mix and Mr. Man Spider over here. Okay, I like yeah. it. I no like copyright. it. No copyright. <laughs> oh, I, I know what I should just, I should change myself to. Hold on. Mr. O'Hare. <laughs> yeah, Migs O'Hara. There you go. I knew it. <laughs> I, I had to use the you know the, the the whole point you know with him be, name we we having the same name you know uh so now before we start um I wanted to say uh so the topic for today's episode is going to be uh Spider-Man a, a, across the Spider-Verse now we will be doing a full dive into this so we'll let you we'll, We'll let you know once we start. That way, you go spoilers. watch it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be full of spoilers. Ahead. If you're um, listening and you have not seen it, spoilers are ahead. This and is morning. You need to go watch this, right? For those that have not s- live under a rock and they don't follow us on anywhere, they did not see our perfect rating for uh, this movie. It got six out of six beers from us. So. Fantastic rating. Very few little things get get six out of six from us. Uh, we try we try and be as as you know realistic as possible. Yeah, and that definitely got six out of six. Maybe even more. It would have gotten like seven out of six. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so before we start, before we start talking about uh, what's it called uh, the movie? Uh, let's start with with a simple check in. Uh, so. Mr. Ernest, what do you got going on? Like, uh, what's one thing you're watching? What's one thing you're excited for? You know, let 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 let, let your fans know what's been up with uh, Mr. Man Spider. <laughs> so, um, what I've been up to, I've definitely been doing a little bit digging, doing a little research, getting our fact based um, <laughs> pod show, well, podcast really nailed down making sure we have a lot of good things coming into works we're getting our twitch up and ready so that we can start right. streaming um we're continuously streaming we're getting that we're building our foundation um but as far as anime and things there is one anime that i have recently started watching and let me get you that name because it's it's very much the basics for everyone that doesn't know um i am a huge isekai fan Right. I think by now everybody kind of knows that. <laughs> so and, and it's fair because I think most people are. Yeah, so one of the things that I've been watching lately is Summoned into Another World um for a second time. Okay, yeah. So I I haven't seen it, but I have a shared account and the other person in this account I've noticed that they've been watching it, so I've been kind of interested. But yeah, tell us a little bit what it's about. Maybe, maybe you'll you'll convince me to watch it ahead of some other ones that. Are so I will say this. So as you know, our rating scale is uh, six bears out of six bears, and I will rate this probably a a good average, just like a three point five um, out of six, like. Okay. It, it's very familiar territory for isekai. Like it, it's not anything huge or important. It's just a good, um, it's a good isekai to watch. 
So the basis of it is it reminds you a little bit of Sword Art Online where there's this, the, the MC is someone who has been to this world before um, somehow. So he died. He, he died fighting the big bad and he went returned to his home world. Um, as far as he knows, he saved the world. Uh, he sacrificed himself to save the world. And now this event has happened, which has brought him back. He's trying to figure out what's going on and how, if the big bad survived from this previous, uh, from this world that he was once a part of, and he's in a different body kind of sense. So he doesn't have, like, he has potentially like the same skill set, um, but his physique is not the same. So he has to, people have to, like, they understand him because of his aura. Like, oh, that's who you are and the speech writing and the things that he do. But from the most part, um, I'm only about four episodes into this um, single season. And it's pretty average. Like, it's nothing wild, nothing amazing. However, there is something that I do, I would highly recommend. And that is, um, I got a cheat skill in another world. Uh, is it a cheat skill? Is it the one with the two doors? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I got that... a skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world, too. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that was that was pretty good. It is, and it's at this time of this podcast, it is 10 episodes in, and it's been really it, it, it's been really interesting. Um, it's it's uh, isekai, but still it's it's sort of online. You get to go back and, well, not maybe online, but you know, it, you get to go back and forth for both worlds. Um, he got all of these powers, he come become overpowered, and he still get to use these same powers in the real world. Yeah, and transfer and over, right? Online. Like, yeah. Um, it's just intriguing because of it's it's a new story being able to use your powers outside of just oh, you didn't just become overpowered in this world, now you're overpowered in both worlds, and your life and hijinks are changing because mm-hmm. of course he used to be this fat kid that everybody got everybody everybody bullied, from. yeah. He, he was, you know the worst of the worst but now all of a sudden he can beat up everybody he can do this and he had to change school all the hotties yeah everything every woman all, every woman wants him and somehow he starts interacting with supermodels who oh yeah. you're so genuine and things like this you're not like anybody i've known before because he's not like anybody before um he's the trouble kid who just happened to get uh Serious makeover, right? A serious upgrade, right? like he he really went high up on that upgrade. Yeah, so um, that would be my two. Actually, I would say yeah, that would be my two recommendations. I okay. feel like both of them are really um, they're good watches. However, I would rank out of our out of our rating, um, the first one being, dang, what was the name I just said? I apologize. Um, uh, uh, oh, I got Isekai the Hero World for the second yeah. time. Definitely at 3.5 out of, well, oh, three beers and a shot. Okay. Um, And then the second one would be definitely, I would put it more so four beers and a shot. Okay. Um, okay. I definitely enjoy it a lot more. Uh, the action, the fighting sequence are a lot better. And, and I agree with that. Like, I, I've seen the second one, right? And 
yeah. I, I do enjoy it. And like I was telling Tease, you know, like, hey, I, for some reason it feels different because it's it almost feels like, hey, he's in two parallel worlds, right? Where they transfer like information, like whatever he does in one world, like whatever ability he gets, he gets in the other world and, you know, things like that. But it's, he's, yeah, it's, he's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Completely different from where he was born into you. And it's all like, you know, ha- happened by chapter chance. Oh, my grandpa died and left me this random house that has a weird, strange door that leads to another place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that's good, though. Uh, so for me, uh, and this is a story I was, I was telling you, I was going to save it until we started recording. Um, so I was having some issues, right, with uh, some, uh, like, some of my devices getting picked up by Discovery. Uh, I'll try and put this in lame terms as I can. Uh, I cannot find certain easy to instances. So I, I cannot find AWS servers. I'm saying you got to more lame terms because easy right. to is the tech yeah. term. Yeah, <laughs> I got. I cannot find AWS servers in our network, and you know we're getting locked out. We can't find it. Our 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 service account that we use to look for it, you know, to investigate. Hey, where are you? Like it's it's getting locked out. So, uh, we've been troubleshooting this for a week, right? And honestly, our engineers were just like, "I'm done. I'm tired. We've been doing this for a week. We don't know what's going on." At this point, like, is it is it worth continuing? Right? Like, what's the return on investment? So today I went to uh, 21st and Damon. Uh, that's why 21st and Damon. For all, all my Mexican people, they'll know exactly who's there. <laughs> there. There is this amazing tamale lady that, that's right there. She's in the parking lot of, of Chase. Now, you got to be careful because there's two or three. So you got to make sure you go to the right one, right? It's the one, it's the one by the exit, not by the entrance, not by the middle. It's by the exit, right? So I got two dozens of tamales, and I went. I showed up to the to the office, and I I called up all the engineers. I was like, "Hey, you know, like let, let's just talk real quick." And I I gave them the tamales, and I gave them like I bought some champurrado. I gave them also a brother uh, eating. Bro, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you send that." Like, oh, oh, we were talking. We're not, and like I tried not to bring up as much work. I was just like, "Man, it's man, honestly, like all the stuff we've been doing is crazy, right?" They're like, "Yeah." So they left, you know, they went to their cubicles and, you know, next thing I start getting messages like, hey, I think I know what I think I know what the issue is. I was like, oh, really? How? They're like, well, afterwards, when we got when we got back to their section, they were like, we really need to solve this. So for an hour, they were just there brainstorming and they brought in like senior engineers from other teams like, hey, can you help us? Right. And now on Tuesday, we have another troubleshooting. And this time, like, I'm bringing every single team. I'm bringing Linux. I'm bringing cloud. I'm bringing, you know, the platform team, our engineers, uh, security. We're all going to get together. And we're like, you know what? We need to fi- We need to fix this issue. And our, my, the engineers are, like, gun-hoeing it. Like, it used to be me. Now it's them. Like, hey, let's gun-hoe it. And I told you, you know what? Once we solve this, bro, I'm like, I'll buy I'll, I'll buy you the tamales or tacos for everyone, right? So, bro, <laughs> they are on it, dude. Like, I am getting messages. I was trying to go to sleep earlier. I was trying to take a nap when I got home from work. 
like I'm getting pinged, you know, like, hey, uh, I'm checking this account here. I'm like, you guys really want this stuff? And I was like, you know what? It is a hundred percent true. Like, as an as an engineer, as a, as a developer, you know, like if if they're and especially so, most of these most of these engineers are out of state, right? So they're they're coming in, they're coming in from Ohio, they're coming in from like Minnesota, you know, all these all these places where maybe like ethnic food isn't as available, and if it is, it's maybe a little washed down. So when they had brought like. They were like, "Oh my god, these are so good!" Like, where'd you get them? I was like, "Oh well, there's this tamale lady at Twenty First and Damon." You told like, me, bro. They, they don't even know where this is at. Like, they don't even know Chicago. I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay. You can't spread the secret too much. Oh, I feel like you already said it too many times on the podcast. We gotta oh, go back. No, to I, I think I think everybody should go and be like, "Hey, I heard about this on Geek Studios. The lady won't even know what you're talking about, right? Uh, especially if you say in English, she'll be like, "Yeah, you know, like I don't know what you're saying, right?" <laughs> but like, no, she's an amazing, amazing, amazing lady. Uh, tamales are fire, bro, fire. So I was like, you know what? It was worth. It was worth because I had to wake up early, right, to go get them and and drive all the way out there. Uh, so I was like, okay, cool. He is out there. Yeah, and I, so I am about forty-two miles away from Chicago, right? I'm over there in the Deerfield. Um, your, your job location. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where that's where the job is, right? Like uh, out there, out there, right? So yeah, but it like again had a great time. Uh, afterwards, they took me for lunch. I was like, okay, like what do you guys want from me? Right. And it turns out, yes, they did want something. So I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll start working on it. Quit, and, you know, yeah, Quit, you know, this or that. I was like, okay, so then yes. Uh, for those that do not know, food and alcohol is huge in the IT community. Yeah. You you give us good food, you give them like good alcohol, like you know, like and it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm not talking about expensive, like oh you yeah. Want, oh, you want a good time. Yeah, you want a good time, you want a good experience, and bro, like you get so good much food, out of them, right? Time, you'll get whatever you need done. And especially if you're not a dick, right? Like that's a big, huge one. You're that's not a dick, part of it. you know. Like it, it'll work, right? If you're a dick and you buy the food, it's like, well, you know, like I'll eat your food, but fuck you, right? Like, because I've done that before to another team, and well, I won't say what team it was, right? But I wasn't the only one. I thought I was, and it turns out that no, like everybody does it to them. Uh, but so yeah, so that was my experience. Uh, other than that, I am. Really trying to catch up on Diablo 4. Uh, by really trying, I mean, honestly, I've only probably played like 30 minutes of it, 40 minutes. That's just that's not trying. <laughs> yes. And, and, and like in, in the sad part is it's like 15 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 15 minutes here, right? So, like, that's how it's been piling up. And just yeah. because, you know, like, I get called from either, you know, like my mom. You know, Cassie, Cheeky. So, yeah, somebody's always needing something when I'm playing. And it's like, I I could watch TV and you guys don't bug me. As soon as I turn on Diablo 4, it's like, everybody's like, hey, let's go bug him, right? But, I feel the same way about Final Fantasy 2. Mm-hmm. So as everybody knows, a couple, you know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month or so back now, I bought the entire Final Fantasy series and I've been trying, I've been playing my way through it. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I went through one within a week, easy, 
committing <laughs> the same like it, it was like maybe two or three hours a day. Where now with Final Fantasy two, it's like literally I get like thirteen, maybe it's like thirteen minutes here, an hour here. Like mm-hmm. I haven't successfully. I I feel like I'm not nowhere even halfway done with this game. And it's it, and what I do appreciate is the fact that two is much longer than one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like I, I'm playing through it. And it's it, it's getting difficult. It's just like the time gap in between. It's like, oh my god, what was I just doing? What was I? I forget what I was supposed to be doing. What missions I was on. So now I got to spend ten minutes going back to figure out what I was doing yeah. to play. And then when I figure it out and I get finally get back into playing, I already got to get off because it's somebody's happening. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, like and that, and that's been my whole routine. It's uh, ten minutes of recap and then going back and playing for a few minutes. <laughs> It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like I, I would love to get through this game. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but it sounded very sus in my head. I, I, <laughs> I was gonna say I was like, "See, bro, what we need to do is we need to take a we need to take a day of PTO. You know, get a get get either hotel room or somewhere where nobody knows where we're at, <laughs> and just take the playstations and just play there all day, right? For like all the the work day, right? Like eight hours, just just sit there and like eight hours uninterrupted." Just play, but it sounds very sus. Like, hey, bro, let's get a hotel and go play video games. Okay, you know. So, <laughs> but I meant in those intentions, not not anything else, guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a uh, option, Mister Mister Mad Spider. Uh, do you want to do the Spider Man Across the Spider Verse now? Or do you want to do the uh, Bruce Reviews Indie Comic Review? We should definitely do main topic and finish off with Bruce Review. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so, again, the, starting from now, this is spoilers. This is going to be we, – we're going to talk full dive into this. So, if you have not seen it, then go go watch it and then come back, right? Because you there's gonna be so much you want to say and talk about and hear that maybe people may not be talking about it near you or people that you know, and you know you want to somebody you can relate to now. Uh so Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Um start from the beginning. And yeah, because I loved how it came on and how it gave you a different perspective, and it again. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, it, it was amazing because it built on what they created in the first uh, movie. Mm-hmm. It was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because it started off with Gwen this time talking about Miles and his story. Of course, they're reintroducing, hey, this is this is Miles. He's been the only Spider-Man in his universe for X amount of years. Like I love the fact that how they gave Gwen her moment to shine Mm-hmm. And just like in the first time, they still it took the time to introduce pretty much the main characters of how they became Spider-Man, what they've been doing up to this point, and how they got into it. Um, those callbacks and those flashes, and it, it was it's nice to see the direction they went into you and to really get a more insight into Gwen's universe and seeing how she was and how she lived her life in her universe and her struggles. Yeah. So I'll say this, right? Like, um, obviously, the first movie, it was a movie that just 
it was through Miles Morales' eyes, right? That, that was his story, you know, like it was through his eyes, it was his his story to tell. Uh across the Spider-Verse, it almost felt like it was two stories that were being told almost simultaneously. And it just fits so well, right? Because it's like you had you had parts where it's like, all right, it's Gwen's story. And then you have parts where it's like, okay, this is Miles' story, but they they made it work so well. And bro, the Spider-Verse, right? Like if in the first movie you were like, bro, like they they knocked out the park, they had like a bunch of different Spider-Mans and it just worked. This movie is insane. It is it is probably what we all thought Doctor Strange the multiverse movie was gonna be. You know, yeah. we all we all thought it's gonna be some crazy shit, and it was like I'll give it that, like it was a little crazy, but not to this extent. Not where... it didn't ha- it didn't pay off Spider-Man like the way the Spider-Man fans were paid off in this into the uh in I'm sorry, across the Spider-Verse was ridiculous. Like the callback to see all the different you've seen Scarlet Spider, you've yeah. seen Spy- Punk Spider. Um, I'm sorry, Spider Punk. Spider Punk. Yeah, you seen you they even went back and you got to see Spider Noir, Spider yeah. um what is Spider Japan? I don't remember her name, anime spider. Yeah, I don't remember her name, but she she's she's in the first movie. Yeah, and then and she's like, you know, they they introduce you to so many more. Um, they introduce you to Lady Spider. They introduce you to Lego Spider Man. Lego Spider Man. Lego Spider Man's in there. It it, was crazy how many like they went so far. Spider Man India. Spider, yes, yes, and and like what's it called? You have you had a whole bunch of different Spider Mans, right? And and then the crazy part is, they said, hey. We want to give everybody their own identity, right? So they like when you see them, you see them. Not all of them jump the same way, not all of them fight the same way, nor swing the same way. And you're like, they really put time into this, into right? Each individual Spider Man, and, and you're like, God damn, bro! Like that is like the amount of time it must have taken them to be like, you know what? This person is gonna. This is how they're gonna act. This is how they're gonna swing. This is how they're gonna fight for each one, or at least the ones that showed on the screen. It's ridiculous, right? And then you have callbacks to Spider-Man's from even the video games, right? You had I um, love the fact that they gave the PS1 Spider-Man screen time. Yeah, like they gave him his screen time, they showed him he had his one line, but it was fucking amazing. Um, how many different Spider-Mans that were I and they did. It was built so it felt genuine. It wasn't like oh, these are poor showings, or it was like they were stuffed into this. It was genuine how they came about, how they showed them, who they showed, because that you got in, they were brought in. I love the fact that they brought every Spider-Man in existence that we know. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. As a matter of fact, I feel like maybe not everyone, but they had uh, hit a lot of great errors. They gave us Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. They gave yeah. us Andy Garfield Spider-Man. Yep. And while they didn't show um, the current Marvel um, Spider-Man, Tom Holland, they had characters from his movie. Mm-hmm. They had characters from his series there and present. So it's like it's only equivalent. Like everybody is here. We're talking about past. We're talking about future. They had everybody. They had the Iron Spider. 
I don't know. They had the Iron Spider. They had Iron Spider walking around. They had quite a few really notable Spider-Mans. I for sure think I've seen uh, Superior Spider-Man. I seen, I know I seen, um, again, I think T Rex Spider Man, like T Rex Spider Man. Um, it, it was nice. It, it so there was so many Spider Mans, right? And but it didn't feel forced, right? Again, no, it was not forced, and, it, it, like, and that's the crazy part, right? And you're like, oh crap. And then they touch on they touch on the whole can, the whole point of the movie, right? Is the whole canon, right? Like you have to keep, be, keep being canon. And if you fall off of canon, you know, your dimension could enter uh, these crazy catastrophes that could wipe out your dimension. Now, it's it's crazy because as nerds and as geeks, to us, it's like, oh, bro, is this canon or is this not canon, right? And, like, I think that's how everybody sees things. Like, what's canon, what's not canon? And the fact that they're able, like, in this movie... They pretty much made every single Marvel movie, every single, every sorry, every single Spider-Man in existence, almost. They made them all canons in their own way, right? Where it's like you're a canon, but you're from this universe, right? And the it it was just insane. Like I'm not gonna lie, it was insane. And at first, when I saw the villain, I saw uh, the spot. I was like, okay, it's a goofy villain. He's just gonna be. You know, like the villain in the beginning, and then afterwards they're gonna move on to a big and bad, right? The fact that not only did you know, every, like you know, Miles, Gwen, um, Peter, uh, like they all had those kind of like I wouldn't say redemptions, but they 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 kind of had that like, oh, I'm going through something, and then afterwards I'm gonna go through it, right? And I'm gonna grow from it. The villain had that. The villain went from a horrible villain or like a side villain. And now he's literally like this super amazing villain that is threatening everybody. Right. And because he's he just has the power of the of the multiverse and, you know, through his spots or whatever. And it's it's it was very nice to see. I did not expect that at all, right? I feel like this movie, I saw the trailer and that's it. I did not read anything. I did not look up anything. I was like, I want to go in there blind, not no shit, right? I'm like, I want to go in there and enjoy it. And I am so grateful that I was able to go and enjoy it the way I did because I had no idea what was going on or what was going to happen next. All I know is I was looking at the time because I was like, man, it's getting close to the end time. How are they going to wrap this up? Now, Ernest told me, hey, when you, whenever you're done with the movie, call me. Did not tell me, hey, just to let you know, it ends in a cliffhanger. Or just to let you know, <laughs> there's a two-be-container, there'll be a second part. Nothing. Did not tell me nothing. I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there, right? And all of a sudden, it's just like, wait. No, nah, there's no way they're gonna do it to be continued, right? There's no way. Nah, like that. That was just one time. One, one, one time Marvel did that, right? And they did it, right? And I'm not gonna lie, I think that was possibly the best ending because now you're gonna get a amazing ending, which is the whole movie is just gonna be an ending to this part, right? The next movie, and 
I cannot wait, bro. Like it, like to see Miles as Prowler. I was like, that's fucking nuts, right? And then, like you were saying earlier, um, like a lot of people may know, a lot of people may not know, but uh, there's a lot of people that say that the reason why Miles Morales was created was because of Donald Glover. Uh, now, for those who don't know, that's Childish Gambino. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you, baby. <laughs> uh, but, that out. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That stays on. That is gonna be a that is gonna be a, a clip all itself. Uh, but what's it called? So he really wanted to be Spider Man, and he started a campaign. Uh, the show community was really was behind him because he was in the show, uh, and it was to the point that they started showing him with the Spider Man gear, right? Like he had a shirt, he had all this. So like it was really put out there, like, hey, this like he wants to be Spider Man. Uh, unfortunately, the role, the, well, the role went to Andrew Garfield. I won't say unfortunately because I think Andrew Garfield did a pretty good job as Spider Man, in my opinion. Uh, and then afterwards, it got so much attention that a year later, that's when they created uh, Miles Morales, right? So there's a lot of people that attest or that will say, like, hey, the reason why you got Miles Morales was because of this guy, right? Could it be? Maybe, maybe it was an idea that was planted. Maybe it was already an idea, and it was like that was the final decision. Where it's like, look, exactly, you know, I I need to move forward with my idea. But whatever it was, it was amazing. And I think, honestly, honestly, Miles Morales has grown to be a huge fan favorite in a such a small time compared to, for example, Peter Parker. Right? Peter Parker has been out for years. Right? But Miles has only been out for since what, like 2000? Was it 11? 2000? It's very, it's fairly recent. Um, let's see. Let's give you exact 2011 exactly. 2011, see. 2011 was his first appearance. Yeah, and I think uh, Donald Glover or yeah, uh, Charles Gambino and Community they aired out that episode in 2010. So just a little bit before it, and from there, did it start turning wheels? I don't know. But and the fact that Childish Gambino or Donald Glover was in the Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, and he was he was uh, uh, kind of like, hey, this is going to be uh, a prowler, right? And they're going to show Miles Morales in the future. Now, does that open the door for a Miles Morales in Tom Holland's universe? Or is it one of those, like, there's no Miles Morales there, you know, Miles Morales only exists in, in uh, his universe, right? Which is where, like, I guess it, it gets a little a little jumpy, right, where you're like, all right, who exists where, what can exist where, who cannot exist here, you know, Uh because I do have a, I have one question. Maybe you know this. So in the movie, they said that the spider that bit Miles Morales was not supposed to bite him, right? He was never supposed to be Spider-Man, right? Yes. Because that spider was from a different universe, which is where he was sent in the end, and right. it was transported into his universe, and that's when it bit him. Correct. So who was supposed to be a Spider-Man of his universe? Then? See, and so here's the theory is... 
that spider was always meant to bite Miles Morales, but it's supposed to bite the Miles Morales uh, universe 42. And that's the that's the theory um, that's going on right now is Miles was always supposed to be a Spider-Man. That spider was genetically made like it was it was searching and it was meant to bite Miles Morales. Okay. Um, that's how he that's how it went and found him in into the um into the Spider-Verse. And if it was if it would have remained in Universe 32, then his Spider-Man, I'm sorry, Miles Morales in Universe 42 would still have been Spider-Man. Um the thing is, I feel like one of the things that I've been watching, I've been learning or researching, digging off into these particular theories is the fact that the theory that they're playing around with is when someone is supposed to become a Spider-Man and they don't, they always become a villain. Mm-hmm. And we've really been playing with this concept because going back to uh, Childish Gambino um, and he wanted to play Spider-Man. The whole Miles Morales was literally created based off of him and his want to be Spider-Man. And him becoming the Prowler. And But what we do know is there is one Prowler in all of the um, Spider-Man lore that actually becomes a Spider-Man. Yeah, he does. Well, well so, there's a Prowler like, that becomes good. And yeah. then afterwards, kind of becomes Spider-Man a little bit. And he becomes kind of like an anti-hero kind of a thing. Yeah, so it's it's in that theory of because is it because the spider, the genetic spider, was taken from his universe that he became the prowler, or is it like is, is, that's the reason he became the prowler? And what if if he didn't become the prowler, does that mean that our Miles Morales that we know from the I think his technically. 6616 or 166166. I don't remember exactly. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I don't know. Um, would he have become a prowler if he didn't get bit? Mm. But because he got bit, he became Spider-Man, and because the other one didn't get bit, he became a prowler. Like it's one of those you know, it's one of those things like Miles Morales was meant was meant to be a Spider-Man. And it's just the opinion, it's the theory is how and when and where, like what, what happened. And that's the whole, I feel like that is the goal of these movies and his whole drive is like, I'm meant to be here. And you, you're telling me that I'm not, and I am. And you're only, the only reason you're fighting against me is because you couldn't save the people that you wanted to save. Right. And you're trying to stop me from saving the people I want to save because you're thinking that it's, it's going to break down all of these things. And Miles is like, yes, I we're gonna break your tiny web because you're not focusing on the big web. You're focusing right here on the small section, thinking these small things have to happen to create these particular events, this sad sorrow Spider-Man. But when if we save these, we can be a better man than what you really initially thought. Mm-hmm. Like just because these events created you the way that you are, doesn't mean I can't become better in a different Hmm. And 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 that's, I think that's where where um, it, it could go right. So after yeah. the movie, like uh, Cassie was telling me, she's like, you know what, like I I did not like uh, Miguel O'Hara. I'm like, why? Of course she's not. Like, <laughs> she's like, because like 
He just thinks he knows it. I'm like, look, what he so the way his mind is thinking is like, look, I lived it. A whole dimension, a whole universe died because of me. So he has that guilt. And to him, it's like, I need to make sure it never happens again. So he's only thinking from that mindset. And he's not thinking of how can I make sure this doesn't happen again without, you know, without having to be like, you know what? We got to keep everything canon. And the fact that, you know, like when uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man from India, uh, you know, like they broke the canon and, you know, like the like his his universe was starting to like go through this this weird phase right with this weird this weird uh dimensional crisis and they were trying to contain it so it means okay yes it might be possible but then this is something that's going to affect you no matter what right so shouldn't you try and solve hey how 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 can we stop that from happening without limiting everybody like like all the spider-man out there so i was like he just thought of it as like this is this is a patch for those people at night is a patch we're gonna keep rolling with this patch <laughs> instead of like hey this connection is broken or like if we keep this little uh, this this part alive the connection will work but it's like okay have you thought about giving it master access have you thought about you know, doing all these other things that could possibly, you know, bypass, you know, like the like the access request or something, right? And I think that's where Miles is going. He's like, you know what? I'm go- like, I'm gonna live my life. I'm gonna save my people. You you can't tell me what to do. And everybody else is like, you know what? Yeah, like it's fucked up that you're pretty much telling them like your dad. Your dad has to die in order for everybody else to live. Um, because if not, this is going to happen and could it happen? Maybe, you know, you never know. Uh, it's hinting that it could, uh, but at the same time, for example, uh, Gwen Stacy's dad is going to retire from the police force. So does that, will that break canon as well? Or is it like, as long as it's a commissioner or a captain, right? Doesn't matter who it is. All, it, as long as it's a captain that works with Spider-Man. But then what happens if you're like, you know what? I don't want to work with anybody in the police. You know? Like, I, I, I you know, so it, it, there's there's a lot of questions, but I'm sure if you dig down and you bury yourself in, like, all the lore that they're creating, the answer will probably be there. I just don't have time to do all that, right? I'm trying. I'm trying to solve something at work and try to feed people tomorrow so they could <laughs> they could fix something for me. Uh, but no, like the movie was great. I like that everybody got their own style of animation. Like it wasn't a one one fits all. Like the the animated Spider Spider Man, like from you know the animated series. For example, I know like the one that Drake Bell voices. It was exactly the way that it's in the, it's in the cartoons. You know, like everybody was like exactly the way they they were. The only I think the only exception was Spider Punk, and they decided he's like, you know what, we're gonna do him a, like kind of like punk style, you know, like with the different colors and different things, you know. Which I'm not gonna lie, that motherfucker stole the show, dude. Like he was amazing, right? I was like, damn, like he, like we walked out and Chick is like, that's my that's my favorite Spider Man. 
I don't care who what you say. Of course she would. She's like, you you can keep she's like, keep Miles Morales. Go ahead. Keep Miguel O'Hara. Keep Peter Parker. I don't care. That's my Spider-Man. I was like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, that's that that that's my that that's that's that that's my favorite Spider-Man. So now she wants to get a poster of them or something. I was like, oh, okay. And she wants to read uh like uh his story. His story, yeah. I was like, okay, it's a good story. Um, yes, like it's it, a great story. Um, and I think she would definitely enjoy it. She's definitely in her fight the power um, yeah. era, rebellion yeah. fight the power era. I'm not mad at it. Um, yeah. I will say, like, it, it was just so nice. So I'm gonna read off a list of just a few of the Spider Man that were shown because okay. again, I have to. I just love it. Um, they showed Cyborg Spider Woman. They showed really, uh, yeah. They they did. It was split second. Uh, okay. They showed West Flinger, uh, Patrick yeah. O'Hare West Flinger. They showed Spider Man twenty two eleven. They showed the Spider Therapist. Yes. They showed uh, Spider Man from the nineteen seventy eight Japanese TV series. Oh, the Spider Man, you know, like that yeah. with the whip thing on oh, the flight car. Um, they also, yeah, Spider Car was. They also Spider Car was in there. Yes, they showed Spider Man uh, from Insomniac PlayStation. Video yes, game. they did, and they, they called them. They they called them Spider Man, like Insomniac Spider or something. Like that. Yeah, Insomniac Spider Man. They called. Um, they had Spider Man from uh, Spider Man Ultimate. T- um, Spider Man Unlimited. I'm sorry, Spider Man Unlimited TV mm. series. They had yeah. the spectacular spectacular Spider Man from the TV series. They had Spider Man from the Marvel Manga Verse. Okay. They had Superior Spider Man. Mm-hmm. They had Spider Woman. Yeah. They had Scarlet Spider. Yeah. They had Spider Bitch. They had Captain Spider. Uh-huh. They had Sun Spider. They had Lady Spider. Spider Knight. They had mm. Spider Side. Old Man Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had Spider Mechanic. They had the Ultimate Tarantula. Again, they had Spider Rex, Spider Cat, Lego yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and it, again, this is just a few of the Spider Mans that they had. It, it was phenomenal. And um, I feel like one of the key things that I do want to bring that I want to bring up, and we got to talk about before we move past, is the amount of detail and how they aged Spider Man. So we know. In Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, Miles was, what was he, 13? 14? In this one? How they aged him up a little bit. They they showed his maturity and, and, and things that he learned over the time frame from one to now. It's like, okay. you, you you're not tip-top Spider-Man, but you know you have been Spider-Man for a while. They even gave you the whole scene of, okay, so what can you do then? Because we know how much he struggled in learning and one. I was like, oh, watch me. I can thread the needle. I can do this. I can keep up with you. But yet, at the same time, he was like, I can keep up, but I'm not quite there because he did lose Gwen. And that's the moment he lost sight of her while he was trying to do his thing. And she went off and did her thing with the spot, but came back. She's like, oh, it like give you those stages of growth and give me that. Like, all right, he, he's built, he's better than he was. But he's not there yet. But then at the same time, this same Spider-Man who's not there yet beat and out he out strategized. He outwitted, yeah. 
Spider Corp. Yep. No outwitted Spider Corp. Hands on him, but nobody could actually hold him down and catch him. And he was a- he was able to make it out of their whole pocket universe back to wherever he need to. And he pretty much did it almost on his own. So that same like it's, it's like he's not there yet, but yet he's so different and he has the such a different mindset that I can beat you. I might not be able to beat you one on one, but he knows as a Spider-Man, what they say you uh, it's not about how many times you get knocked down, but it's always about getting back up. Mm-hmm. He took a couple of beatings, he took some strong hits, and he kept pushing, kept going. And he was proving to him. And when he got back, he's like, hey, you're right, Ma. You told me. You told me everything about the world. And I, I proved him. I proved him wrong. I saw I can do it. And here I am standing right here in front of you about to show you not like I'm going to show him all. And like, it, it, the setup for Beyond the Spider-Verse is just it's going to be amazing. It's crazy. We, like, it's crazy. we haven't even talked about the actual villains yet. Like, they brought in Vulture from um, the Renaissance period. The Renaissance I, like, period. I like the fact that they, how they brought and how they animated him and how they show like every time he all his moves and stuff was like Da Vinci was the Da Vinci stuff was popping up and like mm-hmm. he was actually a really powerful foe. It yeah. took three Spider Man to beat them. Yeah, one on one, he probably would have whooped. He could he could he would have beat any Spider Man one on one. The fact that Miguel O'Hare had a call for backup, mm-hmm. and I didn't. So he rubbed me the wrong way. Like I, I know Miguel O'Hare's. Um, I know Spider Man Twenty Nine Nine story a little bit, but the fact that he was going to bite this man, he was going to put him out his misery before the helicopter showed up. He's going to, because you know, he's tech. He's like Spider. Vampire, yeah, he's <laughs> he he's uh he, I, he's he's a cross between vampire werewolf kind of uh yeah, Spider-Man. and that's why it was like oh he's kind of like a, you know they even said it like when it's like oh he's kind of a vampire like wait what it's like yeah he's a vampire ninja Spider Man like how the fuck is that <laughs> mix right and but yeah like. He definitely like Miguel O'Hara definitely looks like that. I take no prisoners. Um it's gonna be my I, way I, or my I, way. Yeah. He, yeah. He's I, I got I gotta do this because I know nobody else is gonna do it. He's that type of person that's like, um I'm gonna put him down so he never gets back up. Yeah. Like put him put him down, bury him. You you ain't never gonna hear about him again, kind of a thing. Which I appreciate, right? Because that's uh, there's a few characters that are like that, right? For example, Punisher, um, and you know, it's sometimes it's refreshing to see that style versus the oh, like let me talk to you, let me give you a change of heart. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll, when I saw that, I was like, damn, this dude is gonna be like, you know, fuck, it, I'm taking you out no matter what. So I was excited. I was like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? But they, he, he didn't do it in the end because of the helicopter. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I I, I do appreciate that about him. Because, you know, he's the, what did we say? The necessary evils. Yeah. Like, 
that's I feel like that's why he is the leader of this organization. It's because, as he said himself in the movie, he's willing to take those steps no matter what to get some of the things done and make things happen that is necessary to happen. Yeah. However, I feel like one of the biggest things in superhero ideology is the fact that they always try to uphold good, but what? But there's their sense of good is always skewed to what they believe in. Mm-hmm. And which is why I can appreciate some of these characters like Miguel's like, all right, I'm a, we are living in that gray area. Everything is in black and white. And I'm not, he's, he's forcing his opinion of good, but at the same time, he does understand that not everything he does is good. It's good. Yeah. He knows that. He fully knows that, understand, and he's carrying that weight. And he's going to say, hey, I am taking a step and I am doing this action, knowing the consequences, knowing that this action is not the good choice in this moment. It's, it's this action, the, well, I'm sorry, the greater good is going to weigh the bad that I do right now. Yeah. But that also makes me a villain because I feel like every villain is always the same way. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this for the good of the earth because I, for 100%, I will always say this Thanos was right. Yeah, I it mean, the wrong way, but then also was hundred percent right. Like his ideology was, it was um, it was <laughs> a sound ideology. You know, when people were like, "Why, well, you know, like, like it was about poverty, it was about you know starvation," and it's like, why didn't he just, for example, make the world bigger? You know, like, and it's like, why? Do you know how that's going to impact the world? Do you know how it's going to pick something else? You can't just. Hey, I'm gonna make the world bigger. That way, we we have more time to destroy it. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes I think is half enough, right? He wanted to wipe out half of half of all humanity or all living living species, and it's like, yeah, is half enough because we're gonna be to the exact same point we're at. I want like in certain amount of years, and it's like. So I feel like, but so I feel like half was a great number because while yes, we're we're going to get back to this point again in probably centuries down the line, but hopefully in this particular time, like it gives us enough time one to really think about and adjust how we could move forward, and then two, it doesn't cut the population or the the living creatures so short that it's not going to be it's unrecoverable. Mm. Okay. You don't want to cut it too much and then be like, oh well, it can't, it will never get back to where it was. Well, to a good point. Now it'll start dying off or be overtaken by something else. Uh so you want to give it a like, you know, just but just a trim. I feel like half was just a trim. Yeah, it, it literally is just a trim, right? Yeah, and I feel like I love the fact it's like it, it was randomized. It's like, no, we're not gonna do this based on wealth, popularity. It, it, it's random. I that that yes, that I, I, I completely agree with. I think. If not saying, hey, like we should do it, right? Or it should happen. But if it were to happen in that storyline, I think the fact that it was randomized was probably the best best part from the plan, right? Uh, but now speaking of the villains, I really enjoy the fact that the spot he did not have like this master plan of like I'm gonna destroy the world because you know I've been wronged. Or because I've been bullied, or because, you know, like I have this crazy ideology. He is literally 
doing all this mess, all this chaos, just because Miles put him down. He, he made him feel like he wasn't shit. You know, like, and <laughs> he, just he wants to be more than villain of the week. Yeah, he wants to be more than villain of the week. He Bro, wants I'm to be real. the villain. <laughs> He's like, I'm your nemesis. I feel like I should be your nemesis. Um, and I am more than villain of the week, and I deserve to be more than villain of the week. Um, his his whole mentality is like, I like created you, you created me. We are meant to be. It's a it's a love story, and he he got rejected, and he yeah. hates the fact that he got rejected, and now he's gonna take it out on his on everybody. And he got bagel thrown at him too. A bagel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got taken out by a bagel. <laughs> he got he got taken out by a bagel, and then afterwards he he. Uh, he ended up in a position where he ended up getting these powers, right? But yeah, like you said, he he had this like, you know what? We're meant to be. Like, what else can I do? I can't do anything else. I can't get a normal job. My, my life is that I knew was over. So now the only thing I have to do is be this villain. And you made me. I made you, like you said. You are saying I'm just a villain of the week. Like, I'm just some punk, right? Like, I... Not even worth your time. I'm gonna make sure you remember my name. And I was like, bro, I enjoy that. And I enjoy in the end when Miles is gonna tell his mom, like, hey, I'm Spider-Man, I'm this, I'm this. He actually brings up, I'm fighting the spot. He is my nemesis. I was like, damn, he accepted him. I was like, he he he's like he's like, bro, like he is my nemesis. Like, I yes, my nemesis, that's him. And I was like, yeah. And I, I love the writers and how they, how they took the spot. And they like, okay, who power set has the power to become um, Omega in the sense of mutants? Is like, who has an Omega power set level? And the spot, they, they enhanced his powers in the way that they worked. It was like, yeah, what? So he, yes, he has this the power. To create spots that allow him to go through this dimension-like space to go to and appear in another space. But what if this dimension can now connect him to the multiverse and he can go anywhere at any point and collect all these powers? And I, it, I love how they built a character from nothing, right. who was really at the beginning of the movie struggling to rob an ATM. Yeah, is now this universe level threat. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? And that's what I mean. Like, it's just the writing was phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. We grew, as the longer you watch it, you grew with the characters. You see both of them. We grew with Miles from, from movie one to now, and we're seeing his struggles and how he's still growing. Now we're growing with the villain spot. And we, look, again, we've seen his struggles, how he's made, and we we see how he's learning to adapt and control his powers and how he's getting better. He was able to fight for, was it for, or let's say Spider-Man and the uh, punk Spider-Man. Um, Gwen. Gwen and Miles. He was able to fend off all four of them on his own from when he was just struggling, robbing an ATM. ATM. I can't stress the fact, though, he struggled he did. He was still coming to terms with his power. To the fact now he can handle four. He was handling four Spider-Man, and now he can probably handle the entire Spider-Man gallery 
Yeah. It, it, it's going to be amazing to see how they take him out because one of the key things that was happening is he was running out of spots. So as he ran out of spots, he stopped being able to use his powers. He became normal and he can't move anymore. He can't become his out out. Now that he has amassed so many spots or whatever that power is, that enigma, how do you fight him? How, he's not, he's not going to lose these spots anymore. He's become a new being. What, where do we go from here? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what I really enjoyed. Like, you see characters growing, even side characters, right? You see, as a parent, you see the connection between Miles's parents and him. You see the you see the uh, the relationship uh, between his parents and him. You see the relationship between Gwen and her her dad, and how they're not they're not perfect relationships and how they're working at it. And you get to appreciate even more because you're like, damn, like it's crazy, right? Like it's it, it, it's. It's true, you know, like there's a lot of functional, dysfunctional in a way families and I'm not going to lie, bro, like the way or the weight that, for example, Gwen had when, you know, like your own dad is blaming you for, you know, murdering your best friend and you can't can't tell him. (laughs) <laughs> and he doesn't even know it's you. And then he goes and tells you, like, we almost got her. We almost got this bitch, you know, like we're this close. We're gonna get her. Like, I promise you. And she's like, and and it just keeps reminding her, like, hey, Peter died. Uh like I didn't kill him. He just like he got crushed, he died in front of my face. You keep bringing it up. Over and over and over and over and over and, and over, and like I'm supposed to get over. So I feel like there's a two-edged story to the whole Spider-Man stick. It's always I became Spider-Man and I was too scared to tell you, and now something happened and it's too late for me to tell you. Yeah, like it, that's the struggle of the Spider-Man. It's like, oh, I got to do this alone. I got to do this alone, and now that all this is happening to you, you you, you looking. And now you're alone. You don't have anybody to talk to. You just get, and that's like her drama. That's the whole problem is when it's oh, I always felt alone. I've only ever been able to talk to another Spider Man. Spider Man. And it's yeah. I feel like that's not necessarily a lot of the hijinks and things that happen could be resolved if you just communicate <laughs> those emotions. Like, let's say she told her dad uh-huh. she was Spider Man. Well, like when it happened, would he been able to cover it up? No. Would he have been able to like, hey, okay, you're Spider Man. I am the like he might. I don't know if he was the captain then, but he was like, hey, he probably could have steered the the everything in a different direction. He could have been a um, champion, an ally to Spider Woman in in her case. And again, a lot of those things, I feel like. Yes, you can't tell too many people because the more people you tell, essentially telling the world. But at the same time, you should be able to tell those that, like, Miles not being able to t- like tell his mom and dad, knowing how like they've been close and he's been working, and, like, you should be able to tell. And then at the same time, like, I, it, it's all parallel statements because it's hard to say. As a man, like you will be able to know that you're working with your son. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've been this close, like, oh, this is my son. Like, no, you would never think that, oh, 
my son has these capabilities. My son can never be in this position because I couldn't imagine. Like I know, you just, you just don't, it doesn't come to you, right? <laughs> like, like it, it's not like Superman. All I got to do is put on my glasses, right? You know, <laughs> it, it, it's different. They are holding their mask, so it, I, I don't know. I think I'm running with the point of. I really like their voice. How they change their voice to talk to their their parents. Oh, hey! And the (laughs) fact that you know Miles was having a Miles having a heart to heart with his dad as Spider Man, bro. That shit, I I was fucking lit. I was like, oh shit, (laughs) dude! I was like, what? (laughs) Amazing, dude! I gotta say that shit was. Hilarious, and then see, and then hearing Gwen do the same thing to her dad, right? Like, did you catch me? I was like, she made her voice deeper too, and I was like, okay, okay, but like, I, I, I could see it. Like, I mean, if you're Spider Man, you know, you, I think they all kind of do that. They all kind of make their voice deep, a little bit deeper. Now, it was, it was very cool to see to hear Jonah, jo, uh, Jonah's voice again. Um, yeah, so I, I was like. like it's not Spider-Man. It, I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen when uh, he passed away because I don't think there will ever be a person who can create the intensity that he brings to the uh, J. Jameson, J. J. Jonah. Bro, like it's just, bro. Like I, I don't know something about where Spider-Man. And then, it, and then, it, then it, I think about. It, I'm like, all right. So, uh, Spider Punk, right? J.K. Simmons is his name. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, that's the actor. Yeah. Uh, you know how like every almost all of the Spider Man they eventually work for, uh, for for um for J.K. Simmons, right? Yeah. They all work at you know at the Bugle, at, you know. Yeah. And what's it called? So, I imagine Spider Punk going up to him, being like, "Here's the picture of Spider Man I took." And he's just gonna do like the most craziest poses, craziest shit, you know. And then it's gonna be like, what the hell? Like, these are weird, right? And I heard a joke that technically Spider-Man was the very first OnlyFans creator ever. Because he was selling pictures of himself. <laughs> I was like, okay, I I can see that and I appreciate it, you know. <laughs> I appreciate the drunk. Like I get it, I get it. Ah, uh, yeah. Like again, movie fantastic. Can't wait for the for the next one. We've talked about this before in private or in person. Uh could the movie have been five hours and just one movie? It could no, have. I feel like, no. So. No, I feel like five you, hours, you enjoy the pause. I enjoy, I yes, like I while I hate, this I is, hate it at the yeah. same uh, I'm trying to get those words together. So I appreciate the fact that they broke it into two movies because that's going to tell me the amount of detail and attention they're going to give to the second movie is going to be worth it. The ending is not going to be rushed, the climax, everything is going to they're going to be able to elaborate and give so much more of the story breaking it into two parts versus giving you one, like having a five hour movie is just un, you can't sit through that. You can't sit, like we struggle to hold our pee 
for three hours. What yeah, was and I'm one... to, you know, throwing a little shade because I feel like somebody went to the bathroom doing in war. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Infinity Wars. Infinity War. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, a couple people might have got up, went to the bathroom. You know, I, I stay strong. I was a trooper. I sat. Once I sit down, I'm not getting back up. And I right. Like, um, for that being one of many reasons, a five-hour like you giving it to us in five hours is too much. But yeah. two three-hour movies or two-hour and a three-hour movie is is digestible. You can sit, you can sit down, you can take the time, you can watch these, and you can enjoy them. You won't. This building, they, they are the storytelling. I guess that is my main point in splitting up, and I will wrap this up in saying that you can tell a better story in two movies than you can in one long movie. Okay, man, that's true. Um, I think that's the reason why a lot of movies have been doing that. And, you know, like, for example, we saw that with Infinity War. Or, um, sorry, we saw that with, uh, yeah, Infinity War, uh, Endgame. Um, what's it called? The entire Harry Potter series. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, and... like those these, these movies with series, and we're not talking about Fast and Furious. Um, but movies that like continually, continuously build up on the same story. Like they give you, it, it's like uh, anime. It's like they give you arcs, mm-hmm. but there's an overarching story. It, One Piece being a great example is hey. His goal is to, the the whole One Piece is there's a pirate with a there's a young pirate group who's on a journey to become a pirate king, and then they're giving that's that's the One Piece as a whole. But then they have all of these arcs of how oh, arcs. He's, a pirate king. he's learning this. He's over here learning this. He's getting to this piece. He's getting to this piece. Like he's slowly building up to the power and the grandeur and the stature of pirate king before he even gets there. And I feel like. And doing it and breaking it down and giving us all of this detail and expanding the lore. One thing everybody in the geek community loves is lore. Yeah. Tell, yeah. draw me and bring me into this world. Give me everything. Give me the details. Tell me why in Universe 2215, flowers bloom from the bottom instead of on the top. Like stuff like <laughs> those random details, but the lore and all of that, like we it, it's we eat it up as a community. Yeah. And because all of that takes you to a different world and it gives you a different perspective on how everything is and how it can change with a stroke of a butterfly's wing. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um I was gonna say something right now that you talked about lore. Uh <laughs> It's all the way over there. I'm so lazy to get it. So I'll, I'll just do it another time. Um, but yeah, so a lot, a lot of we touched on a lot of top, a lot of different items for the movie. And the fact is, this movie was perfectly done, perfectly written, perfectly animated, perfectly sounded. Uh, the the music was amazing. Um, they got Metro Booming in like in charge of the soundtrack, in charge of the music. He did his thing. Uh, you, the actors did their thing. Uh, you know, the voice actor is amazing. I honestly, I didn't even know that Oscar Isaac was Miguel O'Hara. Uh, like, I was. I, like, he, I feel like his voice is because I guess because I've been watching a lot of his things and a lot of what he's been in. 
Oscar Isaac is slowly going across the entire Marvel. He he already I, what he's what three characters already. Um, he, he's three characters because he's he's Spider Man twenty ninety nine. He was Apocalypse. Yes, uh, and then he was uh, what was the other one? Uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, three yes. characters. So exactly. like he has yeah. um five because Moon Knight is three people. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's in Disney, you know. Uh, but yeah, like he's amazing actor. Is doing his thing. He, he has been phenomenal in his roles, and I feel like he's been great. I love the fact that they brought in a lot of new voices too. Yeah. Um, and not that they're new to the industry, but new to Marvel. Like Issa Rae. Is I, I love her as an actress. Um, her coming in as Jessica Drew, the Spider Woman, um, bro, um, and Daniel who? Kaluuya, who? Um, who who was who was he was in um, Black Panther. He was the leader of the Border Tribe. He's also oh, in right. Out. Okay, he was in Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yes, he voiced Hobie. Yeah, Hobie. Yeah. Monk. And, and that's so that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, dude, like the like the guy who voiced Hobie, like phenomenal actor, and he just did an amazing job. You know, a lot of people were like, I thought it was Idris Elba because of the uh uh UK accent, and I was like, it doesn't sound like Idris Elba to me but at all. <laughs> I, I guess if the US sounds like it, then I mean by all means, right? But yeah, uh once again. This movie got perfect rating from us. Definitely go watch it. Uh, if you if you're listening to this far, it means you already saw it. So let us know in the comments. Let us know. Uh, uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think of it. What was your favorite part? Uh, and are you excited for the next movie? And who knows? Maybe by doing so, you might enter to get some something in return, like a cool little prize or something. Now, on. To end the episode, let's do the review. Now, hold on. I I hope this works because I I, I did this very last minute. But here we go. So this is the technical troubles, maybe. Oh no, no, no! I want everybody to know I I postpone everything to last minute, and it takes me two minutes to do this. Imagine what I could do with twenty. Uh, but so this is uh Bruiser reviews the indie comic book uh special for today. <laughs> so for today, we're gonna review Deathbag number one, which is the epic misadventures of Deathbag. This is the very first issue. Um, this is by it was created by uh Julio Guerra, who is uh in get Gorilla Publishing, a uh, very good friend of the pods, but we're gonna be completely honest and we're we're not going to be biased, right? Now, so this was uh the cover was created created by Adam uh, Forrester, also uh, works with uh, Gorilla a lot, and uh, what's it called? So great, great guy. Like uh, we, got, I got a chance to talk to him too. But um, so I'll let Ernest first kind of no discuss. No, no, no you don't want to talk about no. it. No. no, you're not gonna fill me out there like that. <laughs> 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 Go ahead and give us some synopsis, and I will tell you. I will start off on the rating part and why. Okay. 
So, uh, so Death Pack <laughs> is pretty much. Uh, think of the the misadventures of Grim. Or was it the misadventures of Billy and Mandy with Grim? Yeah. I so love it is very That's similar kind of a thing. Yes. And where like he's a Green Reaper, and it's just his everyday adventures, right? And, like it's not like oh, you know, like I'm on a quest to kill people, do all this stuff. Like no, he's literally it's literally his everyday adventures. So it's it's fucking amazing because he it's like he goes through the same struggles like every other person traffic uh long lines um what's it called having to uh you know buy coffee and having these long lines in front of you so he goes through the normal day-to-day things that uh, us normal people do but the only difference is he's deaf right so he can kill people but he can't do anything beyond that where it's like, oh, I could teleport. I could do all this. I could do that. Now, maybe in the future, he can. You know, in his first issue, he, he doesn't seem to, he doesn't have all these crazy powers. And he, like, I really enjoy his friend. Uh, now, I did this earlier too. And the last time, I showed a little bit of the artwork. Uh, I'm trying to remember what was his name. I'm, I'm not, do you remember what was his uh his friend's name? Ben. No, 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 no like Deathback's friend. Oh no! Um, what was his name? Uh, they don't say that. I'm trying to see. It doesn't so far. Um. I, I, no, it does not say. So doesn't say what what's his name, but like, pretty funny guy, and especially because it almost reminds me of a '90s rapper, right? Like, you know, the almost like a flavor flave with the clock on his neck, and, you know, the the big the big fro kind of top, like you know the flat top. So like, it reminds you so much of, of that. And once again, the artwork. Now, when I first saw the artwork. I'm not gonna lie, like you're you're used to like oh all these amazing coloring and amazing drawings, amazing artwork, and you're and then you know you you go and see stuff like this, you're like, uh, I mean it's good, it's really good, but you're used to like a fucking beautiful artwork, right? <laughs> and what's it called? Like stuff that's like almost computer generated, right? But at the same time, this artwork fits this kind of book so well. And I feel like if if they were to like, hey, you know what, let's let's make this artwork like fucking 3D-ish, all this crazy shit, like it just wouldn't fit the story and it just wouldn't fit the book. Now the story itself, because I know that's one thing that we kind of look into, is the I love the fact that it does not have a story. There is no like uh on this uh, you know like this is his quest like his quest is just his normal adventures right his life yeah his it's, life. it's his normal life it, it, think of Seinfeld <laughs> it's it's Seinfeld means uh Bill and Grant Bill and Mandy Billy and Mandy right and it is phenomenal the story is inter- super entertaining uh I honestly think if you read this you're definitely gonna get hooked you're gonna enjoy 
like the the story you're gonna enjoy the small little comics and the small little comedy that it has and at the same time you're you're gonna like if you're a wrestling fan if you're like a uh heavy metal fan or like a rock fan you're definitely gonna enjoy it because there's a lot of uh kind of throwbacks to those kind of those kind of things like yeah slayer uh obviously they can't call him slayer uh but you know like it's just it is very entertaining i really enjoyed it it is one of these books that i have recommended in the past and i will keep recommending because i just enjoy it so much i know ernest did not want to go first because as those people that have listened to this podcast for a while if there is one thing Ernest talks about a lot is death bag, right? And <laughs> he, he just does not want to go first because he does not want to sound fanboyish. He, so he rather <laughs> let me go first. Uh, but so yeah, my, I, um, when you when you flashed up, I almost went and grabbed my shirt, but then I had to realize that uh, my loving girlfriend knows that it's my favorite shirt, so she often steals it. Um, so right now it is with her safely tucked away. Um, but I love that bag so much because I feel like for me, it's very, it, it's nostalgic. It did take me back to the grip, the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy, mm-hmm. um, as style, like the hijinks that it goes through, like the fact that that bag ends up wrestling it's like, how do we even get here? He, in, he is in an actual luchador wrestling match, and it's like, what? How do we get here? How do, how do we go from <laughs> every day I was just eating cereal, chilling in the kitchen, to now I am wrestling um, in a fucking luchador match? Um, but it, it's great storytelling. It is very fun. It's very light. It's good-hearted. Like, it's a different take. I feel like this isn't the same comic that you will read. It's not Marvel. It's not superhero. It's, it's, it's not, a completely not. different genre, and I love it. And I feel like I can appreciate it more because of where it came from and like how it's an indie comic, and it's not the mainstream, and it's really good. It's well-written. It, the, the art style is eye-catching. It is. Um, it, it's very fun, it's very playful, and I just for me overall enjoy it. I want as many death bag uh swag as I can get. I'm still looking for t shirts or anything. <laughs> if you're listening, feel free, Gorilla Publishing Julio. Julio bro. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I was laughing because I remember the very last panel. And it's something that is so simple, yet but yet so fun. It is fucking hilarious dude, because uh it's it's Deathback encounters one of those people that talks a lot in the theater and he handles them in a way. And what's it called? I won't say anything else. You definitely gotta read it. Once again, i like this is one of those uh uh what what's those series called where it's like it's in no particular order. Uh, chron- that, that, I, not, know I know what you're searching yeah, for. It's not chronological. The and they, they have nothing to do almost with each other, like in a way. There is some there is some building of, of a story because I think right now, like 
the Kickstarter for the next death bag will start, I'm assuming, late this year, maybe early next year. Because Julio is working on some um some new content or some new stories for Death Bag. Uh you can follow him on, on social media. Uh you can follow Gorilla Publishing, like they'll post it. Like you can follow us on all social media. We post this stuff too. Now, <laughs> to be fair, Mr. Ernest, what do you rate this on one from a zero through a six? Zero through a six. I rate death bag five beers and a shot. Okay, okay. Uh, like honestly, I, I I'm I'm between five and five and a half. Usually, I I'll go one down, just because it's like you know what? Let me go one down instead of one up. I don't know why I have that system. We round down here. We round down. Yeah. So like you know, I just have that system in my head. Except when it comes to money, then I round up if it's for me. If <laughs> if, if I'm paying, I round down. Uh. Oh, sorry so again, that. no, I'm just saying, so again, we stayed in here. <laughs> so it's honestly, so it, it stays at five. So out of, out of six, it gets a five, five point, technically 5.25, 5. 5.3, but we'll, we'll, we'll do a five. Uh, it could easily be a 5.5. 5. Um, honestly, I'm the only reason why I went for a five and not a 5.5, 5, and it's gonna sound very very dickish is because I wish it was longer. Now there is a longer version uh and which is the well, holier holier than thou. So that that version is a little bit longer and you get a little bit more content. So like definitely start looking. I would say you could find these at, at Gorilla's website. Uh we have nothing to do with them. You know we don't we don't sell these. We get no monetary value if you buy these or not. Just like if you buy the one from last week's or not. We get absolutely nothing. All we want to do is review indie comics, help them out, and you know, spread the word, spread the love. And these are people that have amazing talent, amazing stories, and we want to be, we want to help them get those voices, get those stories told. So once again, five. Let's do five and a half. Five and a half stars. Five and a half beers for a death bag. Uh, Gorilla Publishing. That's all you got. Just go to the website. You'll find all the stuff there. Uh, <laughs> what else can I say, right? I, I yeah. uh and, and uh, yes, it is gorilla publishing group.com. Mm-hmm. Uh you will be able to find all of their current books, all of their uh appearances, any news that they have coming up. Um the great and great the, company. The great yeah, uh, the uh, should be there coming up or that are happening any conventions or anything that they will be attending um example being right now they saturday june 10th gorilla publishing will be present at columbus ohio at the ohio expo center for um excuse me small press and alternative comics expo mm, okay it's funny I'll, I'll probably i'll probably ask the ohio engineer to go over there and Buy me stuff. <laughs> Don't tell my wear free. <laughs> but yeah, so once again, five and a half for your death bag. Definitely we recommend it. Uh what else, what do we also recommend? We also recommend you join us as we stream on Twitch and as we try and raise money for Lori Shields Hospital of Chicago. 
all links will be found on our website. Once again, if we hit our goal, our goal is 5K because I am an extra diva. Uh, <laughs> but if we hit 5K, uh, the crew will shave their heads. Uh, Mike has not consented to this, so we are still trying to convince him to join the rest of the crew. But um, as- because he hasn't consented, that just means what we're going to do is we will live stream us taping him to a chair and shaving his head for him. There you go. So, Mike, Mike, you know what Mike does hear this. So, you heard you heard it here first, Mike. Uh, <laughs> we love you, man. <laughs> one more thing: follow us on Instagram, Facebook. I got to reboot Twitter. We don't really check Twitter. Uh, we we still on the fence about checking on Twitter. Uh, but definitely Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find everything. Uh, all everything that we post on there. Um, once again, all of our social media. Every single thing we post, you can find at geekstudios.com. That will give you access to our store, our Etsy store, where we sell the, the mystery boxes, our Twitch accounts, um, the donation, uh, all that all the information could just be found on our website. One stop shop for everything. Uh anything we come up with, you'll find it there. The day that Ernest releases his art his smooth RB album, the link will be right there too. It, it, it'll be it'll be called uh, little Usher, uh, let it burn. No, you can't. You can't. You gotta say, let it uh, smolder. <laughs> let it smolder. Okay. Let it smolder. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Black turtleneck, little chain, little gold chain right here. Uh, what else? Yeah, like in in a rain background. It'll just be you raining on. You gotta have the rain going on. Yeah, you gotta have the rain. Him looking away from the camera, you know. And yeah, you gotta hit the ooh. You gotta hit the ooh. You gotta help grab the chest with a fist. You gotta <laughs> dance in the ring like all oh, the full nine. Wait, this y'all wait. But, Let us uh, photo coming to a music app near you. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty good. All right, but uh thank you everybody. We will see you guys in the very next episode. Until next time. Gang, gang. Adios, everyone. Wait, wait. Before I, before I almost forgot, because Ernest gets <laughs> mad at me. Now we'll see you guys. <laughs>